0: Pick it up pick it up pick it up pick it up pick welcome up, pick it up, pick it
1: up, welcome
0: welcome 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 Nothing says after school more than ska. You're right. <laughs> I'm your host, Trevor. And I'm Vincent. And uh, today, I hope you brought your pork pie hats and your checkerboard vans because we're about to dive into the incredible world of ska. If you know me, you know I'm a huge freaking ska fan. I've loved ska since my after school days. And this latest Jeff Rosenstock album, Ska Dream, checked every one of my boxes. I'm going to come out and say it right now, this is my album of the year, so I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, We recorded this during our hiatus. The recording was too good to just let it go, so we're including it for you as our bonus episode this week. I hope you enjoy. Go for it.
1: Okay, so if this album's a ska dream, what's a ska nightmare? (laughs) I've been trying to contemplate this the last couple of days. I haven't. A ska
0: <laughs> nightmare. I think
1: it's just the floor is checkered board and it's just constantly moving. No, a,
0: a ska nightmare has been the last, like, decade with <laughs> no good music.
1: <laughs> you cannot skank to any music, <laughs> it is illegal. It's like 1984, but (laughs) without skanking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 19-skaty-four.
1: 19-skanking-four. So, Jeff Rosenstock, Long Island multi-instrumentalist, singer, and songwriter, who has created some of the most pivotal indie rock albums of the 2010s. His albums, We Cool, Worry, Post, are pretty much the soundtrack to modern age self-deprecating cathartic songwriting each track filled intently with joy and sorrow they always blend together into an emotional mix of excitement his music never takes itself too seriously which is the reason why we are talking about this album today because of the gimmick attached or the remix gimmick attached i guess there's no gimmick ska is real <laughs> ska
0: not a gimmick <laughs>
1: But the lack of composure is what makes Jeff Rosenstock one of the most relatable artists currently active today. Every problem he faces is so specific, and it appears almost unflattering. Like as a quintessential track from We Cool, Nausea, which depicts Jeff as some kind of man-child that has no direction to life or any kind of prospects at all.
0: But Jeff's lyrics and personality aren't the only things that make him unique. His vocal style is very rough and abrasive around the edges. Uh, His performances just throw all caution to the wind right in the face of pitch perfection. Uh, The volume and shouting of his music is similar to that of emo music. But at the same time, a lot of his music takes from so many other genres. Uh, His musical past is very punk oriented and uh, ska punk oriented uh, with bands of like the arrogant sons of bitches and bomb the music industry. Um, He heavily takes from the 90s and early 2000s pop punk which is the original version of the album we're talking about today sounds like that, which leads to No Dream, Jeff's 2020 album. Uh, Like most things in 2020, No Dream is very harsh. It's uh, brutal and very unforgiving. Uh, Some of the lyrics to the title track, for example, say, They were separating families carelessly under the guise of protecting you and me. Jailing innocence, no hope of being free, crank the white noise and pretend that we're asleep. That we're asleep, dream, 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 dream. Is
1: that the song from Shark Boy and Lava Girl? That's what I was just
0: thinking. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I think No Dreaming is a Sense is Jeff Rosenstock's most pop punk esque album. He essentially takes it in a direction that's always been prevalent in his career, um, but focuses on that particular angle which is kind of interesting about this album too Sky dream which we're going to talk about in a second he kind of focuses the angle again on like a different style he's had flares of in his musical past before but now he's just direct changing the angle or changing the perspective just a teeny bit but keeping the solid base of the album the same
0: yeah i feel like he really like leans into um problems that are bigger than himself i think that we cool and worry are very much so like jeff focused records and then with post he kind of goes a little bit more into um, issues like with the world and with uh, the u.s and he kind of gives his own take on some bigger problems but now with no dream he's like focusing specifically about like bigger issues like i said that are like bigger than himself and how they make him feel like even that last line that i read about like keeping kids in cages and things like that and separating families at the border and how so many people just like tune it out and and don't even think about it because it's like not something that is prevalent necessarily in their day-to-day existence
1: Jeff created an angsty, anxiety-ridden album to shout along with, perfectly matching the tension of last year without having anything time-sensitive to that year. Every feel, Everything feels like it could have been written in like, the past decade, not particular to 2020 in general. There's nothing about the pandemic or anything. It's just more just social issues and stuff that's been a problem for a while. While this album is more angsty, it isn't less fun. Tracks like No Time and Monday at the Beach feel like they could have been taken from his work on the Cartoon Network show, Craig of the Creek. They're fast-paced with light-hearted sound, giving an almost adolescent sound to grown-up anxiety.
0: Uh, Two other tracks in the lineup of No Dream uh, stand out as sentimental pinnacles and also personal favorites of mine. Those are State Line and then the closing track, Ohio Turnpike. Um, and I've actually seen the Ohio Turnpike. It is just like how he talks about it. <laughs> uh, both tracks escalate to just great vocal performances that hit this sweet spot of singability and emotional resonance. So, like, they're absolute bangers, but they also mean things as well. Uh, both, I think, I,
1: I, I like that term.
0: <laughs> Thank <laughs> bangers, you, bangers, but they mean things. <laughs> they mean something. Uh, is that what Juice World's music is? <laughs> I am think a lot of people think that's what it means. Like lucid dreams means absolutely nothing to me, but I think to a lot of other people, they're like, "Oh yeah, this totally describes me. I'm juice world." <laughs> not like not like tea. Pain. He's just making bangers.
1: <laughs> Bartender has an emotional depth. I don't know. You're Bartender gave me
0: an ear infection.
1: He <laughs> gave me drinks. She gave us drinks. We drank. No, what is it? She gave. I'm drunk. She made us drinks drinks. to
0: drink. We drunk them. Got drunk. I think Aziz Ansari wrote that line. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Moving forward, both of these tracks, uh, "State Line" and "Ohio Turnpike," attempt to find some sort of comfort through a person and are also themed around driving um, and basically how. I think both of these acts, like the person and driving, uh, brings Jeff kind of comfort in this chaos around him. It's like the his own little like safe haven in a huge storm. For example, a uh, state line, he says, So long, I'm staying homeless than leaving, anxious more often than looking alive, stoned more than feeling, drunk more than sleeping, too loud in Sweden, they turned off the lights. Can I take a piece of you?
1: A lot of this album is just trying to find some, like, comfort. Almost in the sick, twisted, like, absurdist world we're living in, you need to find something to keep you going. It's something to keep you from paying attention to the true struggle that's really going on around you. Whether being distracted from that struggle or not is something that you can ethically be okay with. And I think this is kind of like the peak moments of that throughout the entire album. That leads us to finally talk about the most important piece of today's puzzle. The reason we're here. It's time to get out of the Ska nightmare and go into the Ska dream. Ska has had a light resurgence of interest in the past couple years due to things like uh, the YouTube channel Ska2 Network and the band The Interrupters, but it's still kind of viewed as ironically fun in the public eye after third wave Ska had its moment in the spotlight. It isn't ironic. While it may be quirky, it isn't a joke. Just to give you a few examples of great ska to go listen to. Uh, listen to Operation Ivy's Energy and the Aquabats the Affair. The Aquabats fucking love that album. Uh, there's serious passion and at times self-reflective lyricism that goes into it. In a way, ska is kind of a reflection of Jeff. Quirky, strange, passionate, relatable. The common man. The middle class of music.
0: Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> Jeff, I feel like bringing back his ska roots was really important because it proves that like he didn't forget where he came from, and he's not just writing off ska as like a big joke. Like I feel like so many other people have. Like when people think of ska music, they think of like just that one particular time in history, like oh, the the OC in California, and you can go listen to some forty one on the beach for free and then swim with Sugar Ray and go to Spooky <laughs> Island. But, like, that's not necessarily true. Like, people write off Sky. they're like, Third Wave Ska was the worst period in music history ever created. Uh, but that is, I think, just, like, a huge uh, understatement. And I think that Ska Dream has caused a lot of people to, like, take it more seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but uh, we talk talked so much about No Dream and... This reimagined version of that album in ska form was first listed on his Twitter as a supposed joke. Uh, But in the end, on April Fool's Day, we got a more hyper, sunny, and absolutely skankable album.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the (laughs) key quality that matters most, can you? uh, Yeah,
0: that's the important stuff. Um, And in my opinion, and Vincent's opinion, uh, most of the tracks on here... Are the superior versions of the songs, especially a lot of the tracks in the second half, which on the original version um, feel like they are um, a little creatively lacking comparing to some of his past work and even comparing to like the first half of the album, I would say. Um, And this new ska backing isn't just like added horns to some like punk album or indie alternative album, this is a complete reworking from the ground up uh, altering these tracks DNA to checkerboard (laughs) their checkerboard double helixes Uh, and all the titles are now like they're way more difficult to say Um, and they're all ska puns and it's really funny but don't like you can't let those be off-putting or fool you like this album still has the same uh, like, anxiety-ridden and relatable songwriting of the original. Um, pretty much everything is the exact same, except for, like, there's a couple of moments, like, in Checkerboard Ashtray, when they yell the name of the song, which is really funny, and Jeff says, pick it up all the time. And in uh, Scram, there's this, like, really nerdy, political rap verse <laughs> that Jeff is, like... R- delivering with this like nasal tone i
1: don't think it's jeff i think it's someone else (laughs) i i think
0: it's jeff personally i looked
1: it up and i saw that there's a vocal credit did not know who the person was so maybe it's just jeff
0: everything you can say about jeff's perspective is the same on this album and is completely unchanged by his surroundings i think it's just kind of like a written off moment and maybe i'm digging too deep but i actually think that it's of important that it's all the same because like nothing really has changed arguably it's gotten worse
1: uh this album is basically the equivalent of looking back on 2020 and laughing in my opinion that's that's kind of like the key takeaway i've gotten from this album uh mm. taking past issues and problems acknowledging them and having some sense of accomplishment that you made it scott dream is the salvatory album of getting through tough times the reward was a horn blazing, dub thumping, fun odyssey. Not to be confused with tub thumping. That's Chumbawamba. <laughs> I don't think they're ska. I think they're. Antarctica I think pub. they are. Are they? I Jonathan I loves Chumbawamba he he freaks out tells me his like their first album was legit anarcho punk and I'm just like no they made I tough think them. Jonathan
0: like, only likes Chumbawamba because everybody else hates Chumbawamba
1: <laughs> probably some important changes the more childish tracks no time in one day at the beach are now incredibly realized through their truest potential with the hyper horn background uh, now on no time to skank and the slowed down and relaxing bass lines on Monday at the beach.
0: Uh, the slow warped horn on on horn line turns state line into a like psychedelic dub track that escalates into complete chaos at the end. Uh, The Rudy of breathing (laughs) adds brassiness, making it like more meditative and calm, which is fitting due to the subject matter of the art of breathing for relaxation and the added instrumentation of Ohio pork pie turns Ohio Turnpike into the closer that it should have always been with this really fuzzy guitar distortion at the end. Uh, It makes the track feel like it goes by so much faster than what was uh, originally considered like more of a marathon track on no dream. Uh, And this like fuzzy distortion, uh, it serves as this moment of realization, or like a wake-up call, so to speak, at the end of Ska Dream.
1: So you were in the Ska Dream, now you're back into
0: reality. Now you're into Ska reality.
1: This is pretty similar to the end of what Jeff did on Post. There's a track, Let Them Win, that had this extended synth outro, an mm-hmm. ambient-type moment. Um, that just went on forever, and it didn't really seem to serve a point. So he's done this before I'm Maybe he's just bad at closing albums. I'm glad that he's (laughs) able to, like, finally make that formula work and canonically have it make sense, and it's just not filler.
0: Yeah. I think one of my favorite things about this album, and we've talked about specific tracks already, is that it's not just taking from, like, one specific part of ska music, um, when I said earlier that this thing like wasn't a gimmick, it actually is like ska music. Um, I 100 percent mean it. Like I think like other people could be like, "Oh look, I made a ska song because I made drums on the offbeat." Yeah, <laughs> that's not necessarily like what it is. Like Jeff takes all aspects of ska he's got like toasting at the beginning of tracks like checkerboard ashtray he's got this like very uh dub and reggae inspired remix of of state line the horn line uh track he takes like more of a ska punk aspect like somebody like suicide machines might have taken or less than jake might have taken Uh, he's pulling from like all aspects of ska and it really just shows this is a labor of love it wasn't like a cash in it wasn't like just a gimmick to try to sell more units or be cheeky or whatever. Like this was, I think something that Jeff legitimately loves. He loves ska music and treasures his time and being with ska bands and like missed that sound. And it's even evident in his no dream tour when he's got other um, rising or popular like ska uh, instrumentalists and vocalists that are going to be joining him on select like tour dates, like, uh, the person behind Scott to network, um, Jer, they make their own music under like different labels. And they're also with the band. We are the union. Like they're going to be playing with Jeff as well on some of those nights. Like he is actively choosing people that are keeping Scott alive to collaborate with and create, an album like this. I think that's part of the reason I like it so much as an album is because it feels like. Jeff legitimately cares about Ska and its future and wants it to continue on and didn't just want to do like a half-ass job with this. He wanted to do his very best.
1: And I think almost so he plays into a gimmick with the titles a bit to kind of lead you into a false sense of security that this is just a gimmick. Oh yeah, he's
0: definitely messing around with the titles and stuff. Like Like, that stuff is just kind of whatever. Like
1: you're (laughs) expecting to go into it with the titles just that it is jokey and I think that's kind of a good idea in a sense because it's like this base expectance if you know what I mean like if you expect Scott yeah to be joking, it subverts having, your expectations yeah. and then you get this like amazing excellently performed album I think it's absolutely incredible uh, yeah. Ska Dream is one of the best reimagined or remixed albums of all time, in my opinion, adding context to the lyrical substance and completely changing the attitude of the album while keeping the point of the view pretty much similar to the original. showcasing all the best qualities Ska has to offer that are somehow very similar to the best qualities Jeff brings out with his music.
0: Yeah, I think you saying that Ska Dream uh, being one of the best reimagined albums of all time is just a huge... Uh, I think you were taking shots at Paul McCartney there (laughs) with three imagine.
1: (laughs) No, I, that's that's not completely terrible. I don't know. know. It just just doesn't, it it isn't an album. That's like a compilation. You know what
0: I mean? No, you're right. It really is. is, And that's part of what I like about Sky Dream is that everything flows into each other. Like it wasn't just a remix. Like he didn't call up like, hey, Mike Park, you want to jump on my remix here and completely remix a track? Like Jeff literally re-recorded everything and replayed everything. It was like he started from nothing again when creating this, and I think that's what gives it a really great sense of flow. In the end, uh, I absolutely love this album, and just it being in existence makes me happy, but to know that it is incredible and, in my opinion, better than the original... Uh, Just is icing on the cake for me. I am in love with Ska Dream and I can't wait to go to sleep again. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's time to skank to bed.
0: <laughs> Good yes, night. It is. <laughs> Yay!
1: Wow, that was surely a Ska Dream. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I said at the beginning of the review, but I can't. I can't remember. It was like four months ago and I barely remember this a week all i can remember is the trains that's the only thing that's the only thing that's, i hate the, train. the trains going off the tracks trevor mentioned that a couple weeks back or even last week i can't remember time is a flat circle at this point everything's intersecting with everything else but uh, like
0: the trains
1: like the trains they're going off the tracks <laughs> <laughs> and intersecting with each other <laughs> That sounds pretty scary. That's even more scary than I thought before. I think that my phobia is getting worse. Train breeding. It just sounds nasty and creepy. you say breeding? Yeah, because you said they're like getting- That's not
0: what I was saying. I'm saying they're crashing into each other.
1: I thought you meant like they're combining and creating one ultra-omega train, or they're splitting up into separate trains. No. Like, they're, they're either single-cell, like, reproducing, or they're becoming mega-train. I don't think trains reproduce. If they catch you slipping, they might. <laughs> if you want to follow the Anthony Todd Show on social media, I don't know what you would at this point. I think, <laughs> I, think I only got a few good months of me left before... I don't know, i get committed to a mental institute for speaking about train breeding. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Anthony and Todd. You can find us at YouTube, youtube.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd show. And you can check out my new album, Later Effects, Music to Inspire Creativity. I'm too creative at this point, and it's to my detriment, and it's because of this album. You can find it right now. On Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, and Amazon Music. But until next time, guys, I've been Vincent. I'm Trevor. And see you, boyos. Bye, everybody. Watch out for trains. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. Goodbye.